smoke. Man, it's your boy artist. Spook, won't have back in business podcast. Are you Milan? Here, Milan. Your girl, Flamey Dina. Ebony, aka Ebony with an I. I'm from the Big Head Radio Show, and I'm with the King Teeth Network, huh? And boom, we back. This is King Teeth Network. I'm eating these good ass Twizzlers. <laughs> these bitches are organic as fuck, but they good as fuck too. <laughs> Look, I got my boy in the building, Congo. What's good, boy? What's good, baby? It's been, yeah, yeah, Look, man. it's been a minute, but we needed to do this one. Yup, yup. I think I was at the uh, Hit for Hit with you. Uh-huh. That was dope. That, that was, dope. was real dope, man. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I was classic. You was with Fly Tie. Shout out Fly Tie. Oh, my boy, man. Um, Big Whoa, he going crazy. Man, going crazy. 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 He just dropped a new single. Well, crazy, man. Real <laughs> crazy. And he, and he on the real wave. NFTs, him and my buddy DJ Slaus. They got some stuff going on. Oh, they got some shit going on? I ain't gonna lie. And if you check out Well Page, he do the rap and all that stuff, man. But my man is up on what's going on. He got the latest NFTs. He pushing some of the latest trends with making money in the crypto world. Wow. Dude crazy. Like, he, you know, dude from the hood, but dude, smart dude. My homie DJ Slaw's real smart dude. They got some stuff going on, man. Hopefully, I'll be working with him soon with some of that. Real shit. Yeah. Because that's the next wave. Facts. That's, I mean, it's here, but that's really the the, the, the the next goat. But okay, so we got my boy Congo in the building. He got all types of shit going on. We got Fat Ninja everywhere. We got, uh yeah, in the bag. We gonna get to that in a minute. <laughs> he gonna get to that in a minute. Um, but, uh, quick story. Uh, Congo, uh, I didn't know this. He was a DJ back in the day. We're going to talk about that in a second. But I met him as a videographer mm -hmm. um, through my pops, I believe, was the first, first time I met you. But I didn't know about you like that yet. Then I did my research, did my research. Now, this is 2017 shit. Going to 2018, did we work? I think we might have worked in 2018. But I know in 2019 is when he did the Ravenna Fest for us. Yeah. And that's when we really locked in. But we was already locked in before we that because we did... Jones. Mike Jones. Yep. We did the Mike Jones. Yep. So, boom. That was my first big... Yep. That was the first time I worked with you. Yep. Your dad is, is a legend. So, I was like, okay. Little he's stepping in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you did good. I was surprised. I, honestly, we still here to this day. Man. Type shit. So, that shit was dope. That night was pretty dope. It was, it was a big moment for me. People yeah. still, like, put me with that and, that's like, sweet. give me opportunity. Like, I'm like, that's crazy. Like, yeah, you was with the Mike Jones. I'm like, yeah. He like, man, you did good. That's I'm sweet. like... Like, literally last week, people said that. And I, I literally got a job offer, like, hosting two for two weeks from, do, from now. Relationships. Relationships. Money, man. man, it's crazy. So, yeah, we worked on the Mike Jones. Then we did the Ravenna Fest. Now, the Ravenna Fest, crazy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, check that out. It's on the Crewway YouTube page. Um, that was a long fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long fucking day mm -hmm. because we started at, like, 8 in the morning and went till, like, dusk. And we was there, and we was getting it in. And but you, but you and your and your and your and your guy. Shout out to your uh, guy, Rider Rebel. Yeah, shout out to my homie Coach Rod, man. I still, that's like one of my elders. He guided me like mentally and, and wow. teach, teach me a lot about life. But that day, you know, what I'm saying he still to this day gives me credit about that day. And, really? Like, and giving him because I was showing him things. Oh, you know so I was showing. Him so you things. was working and showing and <laughs> and teaching. Mm -hmm. You a beast because I couldn't even tell. Yep. 
Yeah, and he was doing well. You really know well. So it wasn't like me showing him didn't come to, you know, stuff that we couldn't use. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it really was that that day. And so it all worked. That's why it was so great for me. It was that's it was just dope because everything was organic. You know what I'm that's saying? a fact. If it like was the whole stuff. organic day, yep. put a lot of work in. Great recap video. I appreciate that. Um I literally watched it last night. That shit was to this day one of those moments that like I'm so glad I had you mm -hmm. to capture it because like you really captured everything mm -hmm. it was so much going on it was oh my gosh but we I mean from the stage to the kids to the to the workout to the everything it was just so amazing Man, it was. um fast forward uh we we get the we we both moving we both moving you and the you get you get the fat ninja going but this is when did the fat ninja start Fat Ninja started probably about two years ago. Okay, so yeah, so that's perfect. So the Fat Ninja, um, you get into the UFC space, mm -hmm. um, all of that. Boom. Now, I say that to say he has always... And then we did the John um, the John Teske at, uh, all the way out in uh, oh, West yeah, Hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Shout good. out that to my guy, Hutch. Too. I love you. Appreciate you. You did a lot for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was I'm huge. You've been a part of a lot of huge moments for me that people didn't even know. That's what's up. Which crazy. Know, you know what I'm saying? That's, That's crazy. Three impactful. To this day, I could go to all three of those and be like, and showcase my abilities. And that's because of you. And I that's appreciate I that, that shit. That's why I do this shit. That's why I do anything. So we got, so videographer, uh, he got his own merch brand. He, I mean, literally everything. Um, let, Let's go all the way back. Because I got to get, this story is too... I mean, you was a DJ, nigga, and I didn't even know that. This is a whole second life, nigga. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, just talking about his other lie. life. That was like, well, yeah, that life. Woo. Yeah, but okay. like, I was. I was a DJ. So man. take us all the way back. How did you even get into music and the camera? We could go all the way back. Bruh, um, damn. You know, DJing was something that I always loved to do. Scratchmaster L was a big influence on me. DJ Rad and Quick was a big influence on me. I'm a real Cleveland kid, so... Uh, then was DJs I heard uh, coming up that I really like. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Shout out to DJ Mastermind. Wow. Uh, that dude is uh, one of the co-founders of Nerve DJs. I don't yeah. know how much he is still involved to this day, but Mastermind taught me how to DJ. Wow. Uh, shout out to Bruce, DJ Bruce Collins, a, a close brother of mine. Uh, we did. I was DJing Skateland when I was like, the most popping skating rink uh -huh. in the city. You know, my peers was doing the percolator, but I was pushing play. Yeah. You know, so when I think about some of the stuff that was going on, we was like the creator, I mean, the kind of the creators of the movements mm -hmm. too. You know what I'm saying? So I learned how to DJ at 14. My mom bought me like what? the starter kit turntable joint. I forget one, out of one of these magazines. I don't know. It's like, one of the magazines you look at all the time, he's like, I want this, I want this. And then one time on my on my birthday, she really got the DJ kit. And I, I took it off from then. Like, <laughs> got me a job, started buying the other equipment I needed, all that stuff. And I was learning from these people, mm -hmm. like DJing at my prom. How did you even meet these people? Man, bro, uh, Bruce, uh, one of my brothers, he was he was already working with, we would go to the clubs younger, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I was attracted <laughs> to that lifestyle. I liked it dance, I liked it rap, I liked it all that. So we was at... Uh, the mirage on the water, younger wow. than ever. My brothers and them lived the hardcore lifestyle, and I would be out with them. I would sit in the car. They would be at Veils on the Circle, which used to be next to John Hay, uh, and they would have DJ battles up there. 
and I would like listen from the car. <laughs> like they'd be in the club, and I would be in the car. Wow, just listening. Yeah, like taking in. You the whole really ambience. wanted to be there, Bruh, Until I got there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then develop some relationships with these people once I got there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like Steph Curry sitting on the bench with Davidson. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm and, and LeBron like, walk in. Yeah, like damn, I was shooting that good. Yeah, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. So it, uh, those moments came, but start DJing and met that kind of circle. I give Mastermind and Bruce a lot of uh, who who was a DJ that come out of them? DJ uh, Mild, DJ Hot Water. Oh uh, my DJ God! Fats. Shout these out is, Hot Water. These is Shorty Fats too, who's still busting out. These are all DJs that came out of that, uh, out of that kind of era. The DJs I was DJing with mm-hmm. or around and learned from, and so took that off. Uh, that started popping a little bit later, but uh, as far as high school and all that stuff, I was gigging. I was making money as a as a young kid already, fourteen, fifteen. You know, having people hit me up, going to rent speakers. Uh, you know, booking. And all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? Already then. And I did stuff all the way until I started doing, like I said, Club Earth, Club E. I, I've done, around a certain type of era, I've done as much DJing as you can think. I've DJed Kirko Bangs, Who the Wow, who the and that was when Kirko was drinking my cup. Drinking my cup. I sat there. He the one that made me understand how much you had, because we were still doing music then. I was a rapper and stuff too, so. What was your rap name, Congo? Yeah, it was Congo. It was okay. Congo. Yeah, it was still DJ Congo at that time. You know what I'm saying? I made a lot of music. I, I was doing, I was double time then. Like, I was DJing, I would rap, I would do whatever. You know what I'm saying? Hustling. Yeah. Shout out to LOE. Mm-hmm. Uh, them dudes do real good. Now, go listen to some old tracks. I got dope ass quotable lines. People still say to this day, like, oh, what? Congo, you killed this verse and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and so you so, can spit. Yeah, I can rap too. Okay. Bro. Yeah. I ain't know. Look, I'm learning to this day. Yeah, that's what Giga Gang was a rap group. You know what I'm saying? So wow. if you ever uh, you know, backtrack on that. We did good. We was we was buzzing, man. I had a song called I Like Yellas. Okay. Uh, which was real popular. I was into the light skinned women or whatever. And I literally made a little song and jig and it it kind of took a wave across the city and it caused some controversy. Really? Some, bruh. When I tell oh, you, wow. you so look you up the video. Imp- yeah, you I got to. Video. I got to. Y'all dudes don't have no girls in y'all videos no more. What the <laughs> hell is what the hell is going on too? Like all these thirty niggas with guns. Like it is. It was thirty girls in my video. You feel what I'm real saying? Shit. Like how I would want it. Like real. how I like, want to see. Real. Like, like that's real. what I thought. And not not to say that you need that or nothing like that. I'm just saying. Like, that's what I wanted let's around. Make the balance. Like we a little too tough right now. Like, Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Like, we doing too much. We we stepping on our homies' necks harder than we even trying to get the, get the we, women. I don't understand. We trying to look fly to them. You know what I'm saying? What's yeah, going yeah, on? <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah, I had a little wave with the rap and all that stuff, and that kind of helped me with DJing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. It put me in some of the avenues where I was dealing with the same people in the networks. And I did good, man. Went to John Carroll University. I DJ all the parties up there that was based on hip hop. Really? Because I was a scholar. I graduated with a 4.1 GPA. Shout out, out to Tech. that. Yeah, out of East Tech. Out of High East School. Tech? I, I've been in honors classes all my life. Blue wow. Ribbon, Whitney, Young, all that. What you want to do? Yeah. Straight from the ghetto, though. Felony, burglary, theft, kidnapping. <laughs> I just caught my first weapons charge. Like Kidnap? You was wilding out here? Man, bro. You didn't have lies. That's why when she said, that's why when she said she uh she knew me, and when she started saying where she knew me from, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, you, you was know that me nigga. for real. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so who was that back then? 
Uh, because you, you different now. You don't. You don't be you. Since I met you, you've been real chill. I, I would say it was a roller coaster. Okay, I was always a person of circumstance. Really? Uh, I, even to this day, man. Like I got a lot of sides to me, but when I was that person, I always justified. You know, when I was, let's say, when I was stealing from people mm-hmm. or taking from people or robbing from whatever you consider, I felt like I was broke. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I felt like I, the people I was taking from had it. Yeah. And they'd get it back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When I was hurting people or getting to it, people, a lot of times I felt like I had to defend myself. Mm-hmm. Or people crossed the line with me to where the point I had to make a, a decision, a statement. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I never felt like I've been this type of person to where I was putting it on people. Mm-hmm. My karma has came back in plenty ways. I made hella bad choices. You know, I ain't gonna sit here and take back that. I ain't taking away the accountability from what I was doing wrong. And I got some, I think just as my the, my intelligence that make me do well, it <laughs> made me do not so well. Really? Yeah, I mean, think about it. You know, it's the same energy. I mean, if I got the passion to drink, I can have the passion to paint. Mm-hmm. It's that same balance. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I feel like at some point in my time, my cousin just said the other day I was recording a video for him. He was, he was like, "You got two wolves. You know what I'm saying? You got a good wolf and a bad wolf, and the one that grows is the one you feed." And so at that point in time in my life, I was just feeding a bad wolf. Mm-hmm. I kept making excuses to feed him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I kept making people deal with him. Yeah. God bless that I made it out of some of the situations I had that I wasn't in prison for a very long time. Or right. Or do no crazy ass things or anything like that. That I ain't lose my life. You know what I'm saying? And that, you know what I'm saying? And that karma, you know, has came back on me. And still to this day, I, something happened. I'll just be like, all right. Mm-hmm. I, Take it on chin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I remember how I probably made somebody else feel that way. Got you. You know what I'm saying? So, um. All those things, I, I don't I don't glorify, man. I think, I, like I said, I was talking to somebody earlier. I seen a, a lot of women go through sexual trauma when mm-hmm. they're younger, and, and and men and all all that stuff. But I went through a lot of violent trauma. Wow. You know what I'm so I growing up, of, I seen a lot of violence growing up. And and what part of the city are you from? I'm from 93rd and Anderson, 103rd and Anderson. That's where Richie Wilde, so Union. King. Wow. Yeah, first, man, first 93rd. First night. Yeah. You, you, you the first. Yeah. Man, we didn't have people from all over the city yeah. on here. Up the way, down the way. Yeah. Heights. You know what I'm saying? East Cleveland. Uh, uh, everywhere. We, we didn't have everywhere. So shout out, shout out to Cleveland as a whole. And shout out to you yeah. for growing. I appreciate it. Because I, I, I live within that. Like I said, I don't. I never take away who I am. I'm real transparent too. Like mm-hmm. whatever I go through or whatever like that, like I'm, I'm perfect for this because you gonna get me. Uh, and it, it sounds so cliche, but man, that shit so for real. Like when homegirl seen me earlier, she was like, "Oh, that was raw, uncut uh-huh. emotion. Wasn't no fake shit." Wasn't nope. No. And if you notice my interaction with people all over, it's always that way. Mm-hmm. It, it'll it'll never change. And so I, I I'm glad for who I am. My purpose is, like you told me, man, you part of three impactful situations in my life. That's why I do what I do. I ain't say we ain't early wow. when the camera was off. It wasn't about no bread. It wasn't, I'm just having fun doing yeah. shit. And it's shit that mattered. It was a point in time where I spent a lot of my time feeding a part of me that didn't matter. The thoughts that didn't matter. Mm-hmm. The actions that didn't matter. When did you notice that? Was it your people telling... Kind of like when he told you, you feeding the bad wolf? When the uh, motherfucker... Uh, what was that when the quarter quarter point of the attorney said you looking at four to sixteen years? I was like, oh, hold on, what you mean? Time out. 
For that long? Hell no. No, it was honestly, it was around, um, it took all of that. When did I notice what? Ask ask me that definitely so I can answer something. When did I notice? When did you notice that you needed to make a change? And then when did you make that change? When I had when I had my first son. Really? Yeah. If I cause I'm glad you asked it that way, because I could have said a whole bunch of shit, but when did I notice that I needed to make a change when I had my first son? Because that's not the that's not the necessarily the time that you can make it or that it's just gonna change automatically. But that's oh, no. you gotta be aware. You gotta practice who you wanna be. For me, mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, ain't no switch. Girls be like, when I find the right man, I'm gonna just no, no, you not. You gotta be that. You gotta be that already, or at Facts. least a little bit of it. But um, it was always about me, mm-hmm. and I only had to take care of me. Mm-hmm. So, good, bad, or indifferent, all the choices I was making, and it actually leveled me up. I, when I think about it right now, as you asked that question to me, it leveled me up a lot. Uh, having my kid made Wait, me. What? How old were you? I was twenty-eight. Wow, so you were a little older. Yeah, when you had your first kid, so you was already grown. Yeah, moving. Yeah, making money, lost lost money, had traumas, had issues, beefs, all of this. All you didn't went through it all. Now you having a son. Yep, and it just kind of opened your eyes. It opened my eyes a lot. From even when I learned he was gonna be here. So even the day, you know, what I'm saying the test say she pregnant. It was like a wait. And it was heavy at first. Yeah. And I noticed that it was a good way. It was like the true pressure of how you gonna answer the call of this responsibility. You uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Cause I it was that's what it was. So uh yeah, I couldn't and it started with me getting high for real, for real, because we were so in tune with drug, sex, and rock and roll uh-huh. and shit like that. Like that was kind of our lifestyle. So I was so in tune with that, that was like Shit, I could sleep for a half a day if I've been up for three. Facts. You know what I'm saying? I had that type of leisure. Yeah. And I still tried to carry those practices when I first had my kid. You know he wasn't saying? having that. It wasn't happening. No. I dropped you on your head hella times, Jay. Wow. I dropped the bottle hella times. You know what I'm saying? Not to say all, all parents do that. Right. But all I'm saying is that when I really was- You was growing. Yeah. When I really was out of- When I really felt like- I'm like, damn, I can't really do how I want for him. And he don't give a fuck. He only depending on me. Mm-hmm. Shit. I got to cut some of this shit out. And so it happened naturally. And that's how shit kind of get out of my life. I don't got to go through a whole bunch of crazy shit. I go through this- Little internal battle, and then I'll be like, "Yeah, I'm cool on that shit." Yeah, you know what I'm saying, or to whatever degree, or how I choose to digest it. Maybe I'm making it smaller amounts and shit. Micro like that. dose, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, micro dose. You funny? <laughs> Are we gonna yeah. talk about that in a second yeah. too? Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so when did you pick up the camera then? Because you was DJing. That's crazy. It all it all go together. I was still DJing at that point. The job I had I was working for the city of Cleveland. A lot of people know me from. Doing life, so you had and a stuff job like too, and was DJing. Bro, I was taking my kid. I was taking my kid to work on the bus. What at twenty eight? Yeah, cause I, cause I, my uh, his mom. I, I got a car. I ended up hustling, getting a car for her to take to work. You know what I'm saying? And I would just ride the bus. You know what I'm saying with him or whatever. That's a real man shit, though. Now, so what happened was, I'm like, all right, we started getting stuff in place babysitter daycare all that shit and uh i was still djing 
uh, at bars and clubs and stuff like that. I just picked up the camera because I wanted to spend more time with him. I never wanted to work a nine to five, bro. No, hell no. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit, it just wasn't draining me. All and I'm a creative. Yeah, so, so it's even more draining. Look at the life that that I'm living inside and now. It's like all I do is create to create value for myself. So mm-hmm. I was I was wasting time doing that, and um, I could feel it. And when did so, you know? That you was like, I gotta, I gotta get out of this nine to five routine. That's what that's what it was. Me. I bought the camera, I bought a computer. It was the camera. It was because we needed, we needed video and pictures and all that stuff. We had got to the point we was hot, we was booming, we got shit going on, but we got nobody to look at what we do nowadays. Look at how many, how many cell phones, and cameras. You look at how we do nowadays. So we everything was leading toward that. Yeah, and we needed that. Did you so, see it though? Yeah, or you, I did. You did. I stepped behind. I stepped. I stepped behind. Yeah. Yeah, bro, there was shit. other people. Shout out to uh, Emo. Uh, that's who I. He was working. He was doing a camera. He gave us a camera uh, before that we was working with. But yeah, I knew that it was coming, and I had already used the camera and had a camera. Even in high school, I used to record my days in high school and stuff like really? that. Really funny shit, all stuff like that. But I didn't understand. Like, oh shit, we was doing viral shit way back then. I didn't really understand that that's where it was going, but I knew that that's what we needed. Mm-hmm. We had Purple Films. You had maybe Sad Lynch. You ain't had all these video dudes you have mm-hmm. now, bro. Mm-hmm. That shit, and... What year like, was that? Man, bro, what? 2011. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So Instagram was about to drop. Yeah. YouTube had just came in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was that time. Yeah, nah, it YouTube, was a shift. YouTube had been around, but it wasn't what it was today. No, it was... Because I think YouTube... Mar- it wasn't a marketing tool and no. advertising tool. That it was it barely was a video tool. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. So, um, yeah, and... Uh, so, yeah, as that stuff started ushering in, I'm like, all right, we need this. We need this. And as much as I felt like I was supposed to be in front of the camera, dude, I'm like, shit, I'll get behind that motherfucker because I'm, I feel like I want to do it. Wow. And, that, and that's what happened. And the more I shoot my homie videos, $80 for a whole music video. I think about when I, uh, some of the first music videos I did. I'm talking about I'm going hard as fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I think about it, the work was hard. Because the price went up. You know, I mean, God damn. Yeah, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Motherfucker up for real. For you real. better get get your paper right before you talk to him. Yeah, I ain't coming out the house for no eighty bucks. <laughs> no, hell no. Nah. No, but at the end of the day, that's where it's at. I earned that though. No, yeah, really facts. Me. I never made money a thing, even coming up there because still right now I was in I, I, passion. You gotta have a passion. Gotta have it. Gotta like, have if it. Not then you working a job. I don't even give a fuck how much money you make. Facts. You don't got the passion for what you're doing and love. You don't wake up like shit. How can I make this better? How if, you, if that type of energy ain't towards it. It's kind of not worth it. <laughs> I feel sorry for people who never find that. Me too. I thought about that the other day. Like Me too. Damn, it's people that never find that. Nope. And they just keep going on vacation. And they think that's going to solve something. They think. Damn. That's a hell of a you, you fucking see what I'm way you said that. Yeah. Like, for real. I be, I be, because, you know, I, I, didn't work, I didn't work the job since I was 16. Yeah. But I've been always, you know, football, from football to to this. Mm-hmm. I've been always having a passion for something. Mm-hmm. And I see people, you know, even older people or even people my age, and they just work, 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 save up, go on vacation. Work, 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 save up, go on vacation. And they think that little vacation that it's either, it's, it's like this, right? Okay, I know in six months I'm about to go on vacation, so I'm gonna just look at, I'm gonna just wait for that. I get there, I'm gonna have a blast, I have the blast, now let's start the routine over again. And it's like, what are you building? Yeah. What are you... I know that was fun as fuck. I yeah. know. I know that shit was fun. You was on the beach. You was da-da-da-da. You, you was overseas. But it's like... Now you coming back and you in the same predicament. 
you still stress and build a bill. You still got a penny pinch to even get to this next, you know, vacation. And it's like, okay, you can. There ain't, I, no, there ain't no true value. I, I told my homie this one time. I was like, bruh, I spent 60 hours doing something. It's going to be what the fuck I want to do. Exactly. And it's fucked up that you said like vacation because now, you know, my homie treat me to Sacramento so I can go do some video work. I'm getting treated to Denver. So exactly. I can go See? Do so. so now I'm on vacation. I'm working. The trip is all in function. Like I'm literally making money and providing and doing what I love to do inside of that. And it took a lot of hard work for me to create those opportunities. But now that they here, they here. They here, and they're not going nowhere, oh, and they're no, just they're gonna grow. Because I am who I am. Exactly. And so, yeah, that is the true value of it. And usually, that's crazy that you said when people go on vacation, they wait. You made all this money, but your your feet hurt. Cause you spent all your time working for somebody else, mm-hmm. and then you went and ate the same steak and, and drunk the same margarita <laughs> on the beach somewhere. You didn't even experience the people in the nope. culture. You didn't experience the culture nope. at all. You didn't go to talk to nobody like this. Nope, nothing. Nothing. Real. You don't know nobody when you leave, nigga. You went to some fucking restaurant chain. What you went to Hell's Kitchen? Got you a motherfucking. You don't know for real, for real. Now you just have a memory of it. Yeah. But you don't even know anybody there. You can't go back unless you make this money again. You broke again when you come back. Yeah. I hate that feeling. Yeah. You coming back from vacation, now you broke as fuck. Yeah. Now you got to go to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't. You can't. Now you got to suffer for that feeling again. Now you got to suffer like for that. crack fan. That's real shit. Damn. It's really, it's really like a, it's really, it's, you really getting into a routine and you can really become a fiend. Yeah. And it's like I'm chasing. It's like it's just like anything. You chasing it, chasing it. To me, that's the American dream. Really? I ain't even gonna lie to you. They when, wanted it like that. I think that's yeah because they ain't want that entrepreneur. Bro, I tell you what. I tell you what. My homie, it's gonna be a good one. I my like homie, this my shit. homie that went. He went to shout out to the uh, the uh, Skull Museum, mm-hmm. Sacramento. Shout out to my boy Brent Vitalmiles. Shout out to uh, my dude Tattoo Savage. Yeah, uh, from prison from inmate to millionaire. Um, tattoo Savage on Instagram. This dude do all black and white tattoos out of uh, Skull Museum out of Sacramento. And uh, inmate to millionaire. This dude, this dude, this dude do tattoos and drive some of the most expensive cars I ever seen. Somebody that come <laughs> from backgrounds like us drive, bro. Yeah, and it had nothing to do with a nine to five, but it was a mindset. It had nothing to do with a four hundred one k. It was a mindset, and this dude got. You know, his mindset made him the money. So what I what I understand is that we try to think that, well, if I work and I be righteous and I do all this, then it's gonna feel the way it's supposed to feel. I think you need to take over what is success for you. Yes. I think a lot of times we living in that's why I say it's the American dream because and I started with his cars because I was gonna say what? The cars, the house, all this stuff is affordable. With the actions of living freely, we think we got to lock in to mm-hmm. all these commitments. I need a 30-year mortgage mm-hmm. plan. I mean, you probably could buy that $225,000 crib if you put applied yourself outside of Sherman Williams. Facts. And fucking Facts. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. And fucking Facts. paint your own fucking houses. Yep. Or start at your own trucking service. Facts. Shout out to everybody doing the box truck hustle and all Facts. that shit. That's whatever. getting money right Salute. now. Salute. And at the end of the day... You know, however you want to do it, that's cool. But don't just do it for the money. Create 
a business where you can hire your community. I feel like yeah. if we gonna be the nine to five niggas, if you gonna be the structured people who gonna keep up this infrastructure, if you wanna be Come a part do it of for that, us. yeah, yeah, exactly. Go do it learn for the whatever the fuck yeah. you're supposed to learn for Nestle. And come do it for us. And build a actual, pro- be a part of something bigger than yourself. And I ain't calling nobody to do nothing outlandish and nothing like that. But to me, that would be the purposeful way to use these means. Yes. Instead of going about driving yourself into the ground and giving your kids all your money, man, your kid can blow that money. Facts. And you saved $600,000 for what? For little Jimmy to stick it in his arm. <laughs> hey. Stick in his arm, give it to the next broad yeah. that come around. You know what I'm saying? Go on three vacations, now he broke again. But if you build structure. And you teaching as you're building, because I, I know for a fact your kids didn't learn entrepreneurship, the mm. camera, you know, being a brand, yep. relationships, yep. you know, all of those things. Relationships, relationships, relationships. That's it. That's literally the game. If you can create relationships, you can create opportunities. I agree. Shh. I agree, bro. Like, for real. I agree. And real opportunities, especially if you really like that, because you really like that. Yeah. You really do the camera. Yeah. You really do. You really did the DJing. You was DJing for all the big people. Yeah. You really do the brands. You really do the UFC. Like, you yeah. get out there and fight with these motherfuckers just for the respect <laughs> off of them so you can care, so you can actually have the camera and they'll actually interact with you. It's a way different relationship. Okay. Man, you got so many layers to you, boy. I'm so happy we did this. Yeah, I ain't even gonna hold you. I ain't even gonna hold you. I ain't even gonna hold you. Okay, so you when did when did you know that the camera was gonna be your way to everything? Cause you're cause that literally opened up to all of this. Shout out to Big Moochie, 71 North, the line dance king. Big Moochie! Yes, sir. Uh I got to get him on That's here. That's like family. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is family. If you want to consider it, Big Moochie is family. Um, after I shot a few videos, he was one of the first people. And I actually got hit up from uh, Floyd Mayweather's team back in the day. When what? I, it, it was through a connection. It wasn't like I was super dope and they wanted me. It was through mm-hmm. a connection, through a connection. But Shit, I had that thing. opportunity that I probably could have came. Once you give me the opportunity, you know how I'm Yeah, I'm you just need the door crack. Let me go ahead and slide in there. Big Moochie told me, once my video st- skills start getting out there a little bit, he told me, and I got a video with him where I met, you know, Vivian Green and uh, Wayne Wonder. And wow. All them type of people in South Carolina, I think we went. He told me, he was like, yo, I'm probably one of the only rappers that tour every month. <laughs> You think this rapper is this? You think this rapper is that? He was like, I'm going to show you my real calendar. I do tours every month off this line dance shit. Every weekend for real if I for wanted years. to. Nigga. To this day. Nigga. Everywhere. You him still on the plane with to his this lady? Day. They be getting out getting it. Getting and it. And I've been out there with him. Road, plane, or whatever. We ain't never been on a, I ain't never been on a plane with him, I don't think. But everywhere we drove. They, I've been to New York and South Carolina with him. And, and that trying uh, to is that the first time you getting out the city with that, the camera? When the camera took me out the city, so you asked me when that when did I knew that was it? Mm-hmm. Because I'm a person of perspective, so I'm like, oh nigga, nigga, I can go places, <laughs> <laughs> nigga. What with this? Yeah, and people already fucking me as I shout out to my boy Fly Todd. Same thing, you like? Fact. He's so layer. I was with him on 
what's the name? And now that Fly Top, you know, big dog at this point, my nigga, he paid. No, he got security holding him down. My dude, smart. He growing. He he gonna be right. But even he'll be like, bro. Even you being right here next to me, like, yeah, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I know my homie right here too. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I got them motherfucking layers. Like yeah. You said. And so, uh, Moochie had that for me, and it was like, damn, he really showed me that it's money out here. Right. I I didn't know it like that. I knew it like, yeah, I knew rappers tour. I rap. But I didn't know that it's always opportunity for a videographer. It's always <laughs> an opportunity for a photographer. It's always opportunity. So you got to be all these people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then you educate yourself in all them ways. Now you know how it goes. Yeah. This is how you can run that board over there. Set up the facts. Like, this is seven jobs you're doing. That factual. Factual. At the breakfast club, you don't touch none of this shit. You just be DJ Envy. Facts. Who I was with, with Grey Goose. Uh, oh, well, also, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But... So, he the big moochie showed me that the camera can take you everywhere. Yeah, because the line dance was taking him everywhere. Wow. The, 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 I never. I got that. I get it. Swimming took me. I, I went to Junior Olympics in 1993. I didn't understand what? it. I'm old as fuck, bro. But I went to the Junior Olympics. You a in fucking legend. That's what you are. My nigga, straight up. You said it for me. Like for real. Man, and you up. really active out here still. Still to this day. Damn, you was in the Olympics at 93. During the Olympics, 93, for swimming. God, for swimming. Black yeah. people don't swim. I can swim good as fuck. Can you? Yeah. I can't swim for shit. I can swim. I, can, I actually teach you. One of my last jobs, I worked for Lifetime Fitness and Beast where I was teaching swimming lessons. Swear. But once again, I did my passion. I ain't, I, my bad. I ain't care about. No, you uh, good? I don't know if I was pe- I, I ain't care about, uh, you know, working no job just to make no money. I, I've never done that. Um, so when you was younger, you took whatever job. Yeah, uh, facts. You know, I, I was doing my passion. But, yeah, I, for swimming. I, I was good at swimming. Even in high school, I got the one gold medals for swimming. What? Yeah, straight up. And I won a bunch of medals. How'd you get swimming. into swimming? Because that's hard for in the city. Because my mom kept me away from football. For Why? real, for real. I was six years old. Bruh, because my older brothers played ball. And they had they was the first ones with the broke noses and oh. the broke eyes. And when you become a parent, yeah. you don't understand because now I do understand like if Lil J was to fuck himself up doing fighting, not to say that I would deter my other son from doing fighting, but I definitely would give him other options <laughs> Fact. besides fighting. Fact. And so I didn't understand why my mom was pushing me away from football so hard. I was the best on the street. <laughs> Sideline pop. I'm already fucking niggas up. You know what I'm saying? Let me play. Like, yeah. Jerry Rice, Walter Payton, those was my <laughs> niggas. I thought I was both of them niggas. And uh and LT. And so at the end of the day, uh she steered me away from that and took me to the pool. And Coach Moby, I ain't gonna lie, my swim coach changed my life. Really? For real, for real. Cause he was like one of the hardest coaches I ever had. I was six years old and I had one of them real ass coaches. Like Oh shit. He was the coach, your realest coach you ever had. Yeah. That was like you'd be like, yeah, that my, my seventh grade t- coach. Yep, yeah, I remember. You You'll never that forget him. Yeah. He kind of borderline abusing. Yeah, y'all. yeah, yeah. yeah I remember. Like, so at six years old, right, she brought me into the class. He like, can he swim? She like, uh. He put the little floaty thing on me, threw me in the twelve feet. When I say threw me, bro, he threw, threw me, you, threw me in the when twelve feet. When your mom feet. was there too, she standing right there. Oh nigga. my god! So he was a Ma, savage. Watch, you guys swear to God, I'm gonna show her the shit. <laughs> threw me in. I swim back to the edge. Cause, you know, I'm, hey, I'm alpha. Hey, Facts. You, know, you ain't I'm going out. Yeah. Right? 
I swim back to, I did have a floaty on me too. I swim, it's down, Tri-C's pool, right there on 30th, that pool that's in that, right in the thing. Yeah. I swim back to the edge. I get out, I'm like, man, you gonna let him do that? <laughs> she like, boy, you ain't realize you just swam? Wow. One of the first times I was like, oh shit, fear hold us back from so much, yep. bro. So I was gaining perspective. And it saved your life too, that though. That dude made me a beast. You know what wow. I'm saying? I was winning heats and medals and all that shit within six months. What? And I never raced. We never raced black folk, bro. I raced Rooster, the CSU. Uh, I, we raced Macedonia. I mean, Perry. We raced. I never raced black folk in wow. swimming until I got to high school. So I was, re- that was their sport. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I never, and you was winning. I, hell yeah, already. Now, my body type, now, now that I see, now it didn't carry me. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm Olympics, five, yeah. seven, Facts. five, six. Facts. They me. have wingspans. Man, niggas be looking like birds. Man, for real. Even <laughs> even with the yeah. facts. All that stuff. So, but, you know, yeah, I did well there. So, I definitely did swim and I swam. And that, turning me on to that type of travel. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was talking about the Big, big Moochie and where I compared that to is because at nine years old, I was getting on the airplane. I stayed in Fort Lauderdale, Florida for two weeks by myself with my homie. What? You know what I'm saying? Where we tried out what was in trials and then went to the what's the name? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and I told Shaq. I just seen Shaq for real, for real this last weekend. I'm telling him the first, the first cap I ever bought was him getting drafted in 93 to Orlando. Wow. For real, that was one of the first caps I ever owned was the like dunk Shaq for real for real. <laughs> and you was in a you was in Miami. I was in Fort Lauderdale, which is at the time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nine years old. Nine years old. Impact on the plane. Yeah. Crazy. It changed my life when I think about it now because the independence. Yeah. That's why I always preach building the independence in your kids because I was eating silver dollar pancakes and sausage on a flight, bro. At my at nine years old. What? I never I never. You feel what I'm saying? That changed. Hit your nose right here. Yeah. Oh, bro. What I got? Sounds dry. Yeah. yeah it's dry out here. You good? It's cold. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, bro. Uh, So, uh, yeah. I think getting out, even traveling young, let me know that. But then when you older and you start yeah. traveling and you making money yeah. and opportunities off of what, off of your hard work, yeah. that's a whole different perspective as it's well. A, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like that lane had to be open. Like, take your kids places now. Absolutely. Please. Absolutely. The only reason why this is even possible is because my mom put me in literally everything, whether it's camps with uh, basketball camps, football camps. I went to Ohio State when I was young. I went to, I, I mean, I was in Florida doing camps. Yeah. I was I was in New York doing yeah. camps. I, I just was able to see things yeah. early. Like, oh, it's like more to yeah. life. Yeah, than, for sure. This little city I'm in. And oh, you, yeah. Okay. And you can tell. Yeah. yeah. And that broadens you and continues to grow. It's it like does. planting seeds. It is. It it's is. a definitely planting seeds. I even changed the way I went out of town once I start working out of town because I would I wasn't a person to work and take that vacation, but that vacation still was the same for me. Ideally, I was still taking the vacation just to get away from whatever I had here. Uh huh. Like, no, that that's not what it was, bro. Right. You need to experience exactly. the area that you in. Mm-hmm. Now, me and my homies be talking, be like, "Yo, the energy when I was in Arizona." You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. We ain't talk about the the fucking uh the steakhouse, right? Or, or the hotel we was the in, bitches. right? 
We said the energy mm-hmm. when I was in Arizona. We felt the city. First time I woke up and smoked weed, in, uh, I think I was in North Hollywood. First time I woke up and smoked weed in California, bro, I understood why Dr. Dre beats sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> For real, nigga. For real. I'm wow. Like, nigga, I'm like, what? <laughs> it was different. I'm smoking weed on the roof. I can see the Hollywood sign. Uh-huh. I'm like, what? Won't, 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 won't. In my head, I'm just like, I see why these niggas, why this area of the world feel uh-huh. like this. Uh-huh. I'm over here. I'm here. Yep. I'm really experiencing it. Yeah. And I'm not just here. Yeah, I ain't just come to eat In-N-Out Burger. I ain't come here to eat in and out burger, and I'm not thinking about I got to go back to work next week. Exactly. That's crazy. Exactly. I'm truly experiencing. We was in the Airbnb where the dude said, don't touch this cabinet. Left us a vaporizer, X-Pills, fucking everything. We we smoking this dude weed. (laughs) That's crazy. I want to go to LA. Yeah, I I ain't going to lie. And I went out there with... uh, Mason Jalloway, Brad Pewitt, who was I dealing with? Natik. Uh, we was working on some projects for Mind Shumper. We was going out wow. there with Sony. Wow. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's when I was working with 14 Productions. That was a production company that we had downtown a few years back mm-hmm. uh, with MJ the DJ mm-hmm. and all that or whatever. So, yeah, hell yeah. That, bruh, how, and experiencing the places. Like now, I went to uh, Denver, Colorado, mm-hmm. or somewhere I frequent now because my homie fight. In the UFC and the elevation. You an athlete, bro. When you go up there, it's different. It's breathing different? Man, bro. Really? I'm talking about that little, all that you was doing at the Ravenna Fest, you'd have been tired, nigga. You would have died. <laughs> you would have died. Like, it changed. Like, a lot of pro athletes, they go there and train like, a few days earlier, too, but so they can get acclimated. Let's say, like, I'm, let's say I'm the, uh, I'm the Cleveland Cavs, and we playing the Denver Nuggets, but we got to go to Denver. We're going to fly there a few days early so we can practice in that yeah. shit. Yeah. Because the elevation is way different. I True went that. to in the Rocky Mountains, man. That shit feel like you close to God. Really? The light, the light, the light it's alone so. is different. Just the light, just how close you is to the sun, it's different. Wow. You feel different. It's wow. cold as fuck. It's, it's, it's different. It, That's crazy. Yeah, so when we talk about feeling and traveling and all that stuff, bro, I've been in the mountains. It's different. It's different. And I I like it. I can't say I don't like it. I, the shit, I've been to the slumps. I like it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it got a different feel. And so that alone, when, when I did, I went with Big Moochie, I, I did a line dance festival somewhere in New York, in the Bronx somewhere, bro. We in the Bronx. Kicking Moochie, it. Moochie helped me experience New York because- they was drinking for real, for real. I don't really drink. I smoke. I do some mushrooms or something like that, mm-hmm. but I don't really drink. I will socially drink. Like right now, we having some. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know Shout out to The Rock. Yeah, to The Rock with the Trey Carolina or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, bro, I'm driving on the freeways, you know what I'm saying? In Brooklyn and in the Bronx and all that stuff. That's and a we did a feeling. line dance festival. That's when I understand how big line dance was. We did a line dance festival up there, and that's what the, some of the footage I was filming for them. And I'm like, damn, it's teams of people, most of these people ain't under 30. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They 30 to however age. And it's a teams of people competing in line dancing. And when I tell you, we in a big-ass hall. Mm-hmm. Like, it was almost big as like a step show. Wow. The intensity. Wow. Of who gonna win and all. I'm like, I'm For a t- line dance? Swear. Me in New York, I'm taken back. I'm like, damn. This shit is crazy. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, 
I didn't even know it was that big. That's when I knew, like, travel is everything. Never experienced New York City until I got with Big Moochie. Still haven't. He took me there. South Carolina, I experienced because of Big Moochie. And after that, I've got a ton of opportunities. You know what so what, what are some of the brands you've worked with over the years? Shit, man. That's tough. I just told myself the other day I'm going to build a resume of that. I'll go that, backwards. Yeah. I'll go backwards right now. Uh, Patron and Grey Goose. Yep, that was the most I'm recent. Yep, yep. yep. I'm working with now over All-Star Weekend. Uh, I've worked with the UFC mm-hmm. closely, Iridium Sports Agency, which the UFC roster is about at like 600, 700 people. Iridium Sports Agency got 108 athletes wow. in the UFC. Wow. So I they talk, they I a big today, major. I talked to their marketing director. If I, if, you know what I'm saying? He just told me the other day if I need desk, if I need uh, desk help, just let me know. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So, I'm 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 grateful. Yeah. Uh let's see. I'll say gym, strong style mm-hmm. gym, uh factory X gym. I work with the NFL. I've worked with Domino's Pizza. I've worked with What? Um uh, I've worked with bro, I it, it's insane. Like I can't even think about it. it's pretty name is is uh, just off your skill set yeah, it's all, it's, and what it's you've so been able people. to build yeah. in the relationships. That's that's a testament, man. Yeah. You got like this is why this is literally why I do this because you got to be able to show people that like hard work fucking pays off. Straight up. And if you can, if you can figure out what you're good at and what you love and what you're passionate about, you'll figure out how to make the money off it. It'll 100%. come. It'll come. You just got to put the work in. You got to be willing to put the work in. You do got to have a business mindset, though. I'll tell you that because I profit more now because I still make it a goal to profit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There was a point in time where I gave a lot away, and that's okay. At first. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to give away even at your highest level because you got to know when to give. Wow. But I wish I would have started getting my value earlier monetary-wise. I was a little bit too nice. So I understand that shit so much. Yeah. Because I do everything for free. And I'll tell you what. That shit changed. Yeah. When you put the value on, when you finally put the value on whatever you're selling, stand on it. Mm -hmm. And because you're such a respected individual and because of your relationships and who you are, people are going to respect you. Yeah. They might can't afford you at first. Right. Or they might can't continue to afford you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they'll respect you. Yeah. They ain't going to come with that bullshit no more. No. And it's because you set a status quo. And I tell people this all the time. Anything I give you, you never value. The free CD, I throw out the window. Facts. The one I paid a dollar for. It's still. I got to listen to it at least once. Facts. Facts. Value. So, charge your dollar, bro. Real shit. Okay? Because people take. And at the end of the day... Takers don't put a limit on it. On taking. No. <laughs> they will not. They don't. And so charge your dollar because people will respect your dollar. Facts. Charge your five. People will respect your five. Nipsey charged 100 for his mixtape. People respect it. And they dollar. still talk about it to this day. They respect it to 100. And the are recreating it. The re- <laughs> so don't be afraid. The people who value you will find you. Mm-hmm. 
and you'll lose people, but start creating that value. You lose them anyway. Yeah, shit. Yeah, you do. You, you do. <laughs> Even I, when all the shit free. I remember a few years ago, one of my homies, he was like, how much you charge for this video? I was like, man, like 250 350 something. He was like, Jay, in Florida, that's $1,000. And I'm like, man, I can't charge that up here, man. It's Cleveland, man. Niggas ain't got money like that. He like, man, so when you gonna charge it? Mm-hmm. So when you gonna start? You gonna wait till Cleveland niggas got money? That's and never. I was like, damn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So set your bar. Facts. You know what I'm saying? But every time I ever raise my price, every time, and I got good relationships with people, every time I ever charged more or every every time I ever put value on it, I know what I gave. Mm-hmm. And I know it was equivalent to what, what I asked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how you always stay genuine. Facts. You know what I'm that's saying? That's real shit. So when did you start your actual uh, production company? And what is that name? It's Gold... Gold Real Productions. Gold Real Productions. And when I did you start that? Whenever I dubbed myself 14 Congo. I okay. I all wanted to go together. Like, shout out to Boss Code, uh, Boss Lady. Like I said, I was mentioning that earlier. Like, always... It was like a thing. Mm-hmm. So I would say about... I would say about four years ago or a little over four years ago.